Welcome to the Salted Carmel podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. This is a podcast where we get to show God's work in normal parishioners like yourselves. My name's David Cook. I'm the stewardship director. And with me is the COVID-free Jody Curtis. <laughs> That's right. Jody, how are you doing? I'm great. And I'm excited today. Our guest is my friend and yours, yeah. Nancy Gillespie. Welcome to the Salted Carmel, Nancy. And why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. It's a real honor to be here today. I am married. I have three daughters, six grandchildren. I've been a member of Our Lady of Mount Carmel for 36 years. In that time, I I spent 18 years as a catechist, and I taught three-year-olds up to junior high in that time. I was a member of Bible study since I think it began. I don't even know how long ago that was. Um, It's when we started with the Little Rock series. And then when I can, I volunteer at the Merciful Health Center and, you know, do what I can around the the parish. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your life uh, growing up? What was your faith like in your family or how that affected you? I grew up in a household where my father was Catholic and my mother was a devout Presbyterian. She was an elder in her church. And I always said, I got my faith from my father. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. (laughs) I got my religion from my father and my faith from my mother. Yeah, she, she, uh, she was the one that I would witness uh, serving God and reading the Bible. She took me to Sunday school. And then when I, be- at six years old, my father started taking me to the Catholic church and I started going to CCD classes there. It was interesting to grow up in an interfaith household. I, I think because I learned that God is present in all people, no matter what their beliefs are. And then did you have one concrete moment, Nancy, in, in your faith journey that, that made you say yes to Jesus or to deepen your Catholic faith? Yes, and I, I think it's been a series of moments. But when I was in college, I left the church, and I didn't believe in God, and I think just cultural, you know, I was influenced by my peers and maybe it wasn't a cool thing to do back then to go to church when you were in college. But after I had my first daughter, there was one day when I was thinking that I wanted her to have the faith that my mother had and that I used to have. I wanted her to have that religious experience. And then the light bulb came on for me that if it was good enough for her, it should be good enough for me. And after that, I started going back to church. I um, started praying and I started deepening my faith at that point. Did you do that alone or did you have help along the way? There's always help along the way. One of the things that I think is so helpful in my own journey was all the other people who were so faith-filled and inspired me, invited me to deepen my faith. 
so many people along the way. And some of them I hardly knew. And then mm-hmm. others were, were very dear friends. Like little gifts. God's just like, here's a person you need. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I when we moved into our house in when we lived in Kentucky, we were trying to discern what house to buy. And we were standing on the deck of this one particular house and a bluebird flew into the tree right in front of us. I said, this is the bluebird of happiness. This is the house. And as it turned out, one of the most faith-filled people I know lived two doors down and we became dear, dear friends. And she inspires me to this day. Wow. You still get to talk to her? Oh, yes. Yes. Frequently. We've exchanged visits. She's godmother to one of my children. So after, after your conversion moment, after starting to take it a little bit more seriously, what was your life like initially in Christ? And like, how did it make you feel? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, how did it make me feel? It made me feel more secure in life in general, that I didn't have to go it alone, that there was somebody who loved me and my family and would be there for us and would guide us and just walk with us on our life's journey. And Nancy, how has Jesus shown up for you or walked with you on that journey? Well, he has shown up in so many ways. He showed up, you know, as as the good shepherd when I strayed. He came and he corralled me. He came and sought me out and uh, brought me back into the fold. He has shown up um, as a healer. I, I've been diagnosed with cancer four years ago. And he has upheld me every step of the way in that journey, which, you know, sometimes has, has been challenging. I will, I will admit it, but he's there with me, walking beside me. He shows up as a, a consoler. The night my mother died, I felt his presence very strongly. And maybe most of all, he shows up as my redeemer. Because without that, where's salvation, right? Do you still feel secure through the ups and downs? Did that feeling kind of persist? Well, I'd like to say that I never have a moment that I feel not at peace, but that's not true. There are times where I struggle with, you know, trusting, you know, how's this all going to end? And But I do, I do feel that because he's nothing but love, that he only wants what's good for all of us. And that includes me, no matter what the future holds. And Nancy, what role does forgiveness play in your relationship with Jesus? You know, I, I take seriously the line in the Our Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So one of the things I try to do regularly is ask Jesus to show me who in my life I still need to forgive. And it's interesting because something will surface 
that I may have forgotten some slight, some hurt feelings that happened a long time ago. But when it surfaces, then I'm able to forgive with his grace and let go of it. Now, the other side of that coin is, <laughs> after that, I have to say, mm -hmm. who needs to forgive me? Where do I need to be forgiven? And I pray that, that I will be forgiven and with his grace, you know, and, and because he forgives us, that gives us the grace to forgive others. Um, Nancy, you talked about early on about your mom and dad. Who else has been your biggest faith influencer in your life? Oh, well, gosh, there have been so many people and so many people at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. I would hate to single any one person out because they've just been, I don't know, you, you can hardly not find someone at Our Lady of Mount Carmel who's an inspiration and it will help you along your journey, who has something to teach you and some gift to give you. It's, it's inspiring, really. But I have to say that my mother, she was a great example of someone who loved her God and served her God. One of my earliest memories was of her taking me with her while she picked up a little girl with cerebral palsy and took her to rehab because her mother couldn't take her. And my mother continued to do volunteer work till she was well in her 80s. And the other thing that my mother taught me is how to be gracious in suffering. Towards the end of her life, it was very painful whenever the nurses and aides had to come in to move her, to rearrange her. But she never failed to thank them, no matter how much pain she was in. She was such an inspiration to me. Yeah, I mean, speaking about being grateful no matter what, that's, that, that's my next question on the script. <laughs> it was like, just, just like her, what are some things that you're, you're grateful for no matter what? <laughs> well, you know, living with a terminal illness, you are certainly most grateful for every single day that you have. Another day to be with your loved ones, another day to worship God, another day to just appreciate nature. So many things that you can be thankful for. And of course, I'm thankful for our church. I'm thankful for my family. I just feel so blessed in so many ways. Well, I mean, just to clarify for some of our many parishioners who might not know, when you say terminal illness, you mean cancer. Yeah, I, I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Four years ago, tomorrow, actually. So it's been four years. Let me just say that when doing this interview with you, I was waiting for it to kind of come up. But I really respect that you did the whole gospel, your testimony without it, I guess if that makes sense. Even though that's a major cross that the Lord's given you, you just like, yep, I'm, this is just a normal part. Well, it is just a normal part. It just is part of, part of the journey. And like I said, Jesus has upheld me from the day one of my diagnosis to the very day. So I can't imagine how someone goes through that without 
having a relationship with Jesus. And Nancy, we're kind of trying to redeem the word salty with the title of our podcast, Salted Caramel, and asking our guests, what keeps you salty in your faith? Well, I'm retired now, so I have the luxury of, you know, having some time to spend staying salty. So I journal every day, and it kind of has evolved into almost like a prayer type of journaling. Mm -hmm. And then I read the scriptures and I do contemplative prayer. And, um, but one of the, and then I do some spiritual reading, but one of the main ways that I stay salty is maintaining relationships with people of faith. They inspire me to try and be better. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to do a call to action this week, and I, I think the call to action is easily your, your forgiveness prayer. Mm-hmm. Spend, spend some time in prayer, uh, about 20 minutes, maybe spend the first 10 minutes asking, who do I need to forgive? What am I holding on to? And really work through that. And then also the next 10 minutes saying, who needs to forgive me? And then an extra bonus challenge is if you actually call them or text them and say, I'm sorry for what I did. Yeah. How does that sound, Nancy? Is that a good challenge? I think it's a great challenge. Well, thank you for joining us on Salted Caramel, and thanks for sharing your story with our listeners. Well, thanks for having me. Let's end with a prayer. God, our Father, I pray that through the Holy Spirit, I might hear the call of the new evangelization to deepen my faith grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel and boldly witness to the saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening today. And stay salty. (laughs) ¶¶